0: Do you want to introduce uh, this episode here? It's kind of funny, Sam, because <laughs> five seconds ago, you explained to me that you were going to introduce everybody. But Okay. Um, yeah, uh, welcome to the Flight Suit Friday podcast. Look at um, that. I am your co-host, Anders Manley. Yeah. Longtime listener, first time co-host. Special, special host today. Yep, um, but I'm here with Sam Hafensteiner, who you, you all know, uh, love, and adore. Yeah, just my mom. <laughs> Literally, the only listener. Actually, I don't think she actually listens to this podcast anymore. Yeah, that like that I joke not only on. is like tried, you know, like tired it, out, but it's also I, not true. I have tired it yeah. way out. <laughs> it's. I think this is the last one. Uh Hey, welcome to the podcast. Who do we got here today? Uh, well, we got Ryan O'Neill, a uh, 65 driver from, he's in Humboldt. I had to think a bit because I always want to place him in North Bend. They're um, the same place. Yeah, essentially the same. Later. On the coast, foggy, you know, uh, same issues. We'll, we'll dive into that later. Um, but speaking of North Bend, we got Corey Sanchez uh, here as well. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, good to have you guys here. I
1: might be in humble. I'm not sure yet.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, It, it will. It is kind of the same Interchangeable, spot. really. Yeah, we'll be
2: talking about geography <laughs> of the Pacific
0: Northwest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what is everybody drinking? What do you have over there? Um, I'm sipping on some Woodford, Woodford Reserve uh, for all those mm-hmm. that want to say Woodford. And I was informed by someone from Kentucky that that's wrong. It's not Woodford? It's Wooford. Yeah. No, it's yeah. not, There's dude. a D in there. Process that. There's a D I'm in I'm just the, saying, no if you, you want to sound smart and, like, you know Woodford? what you're talking about, Wooford. Do you think they were just joking with you? Could have been. Yeah, there, there's a strong possibility, but I'm going to go with it. Okay. And, well, uh, I am going to say this name correctly because I've said it wrong in the past, but I'm drinking Lord Hobo Boom Sauce. And this one, I have to uh, give a big thank you to uh, the one and only Nick Zablotny, uh, affectionately known as Hal. If you've ever seen his ID picture, he's got a handlebar mustache in that thing, and he looks like Ben Stiller's character from Happy Gilmore. He's the uh, He works at the um, retirement home. His name is Hal. He looks exactly like him. So I love that. <laughs> All right. Perfect. <laughs> you know, it's a good, it's a good beer, and uh, I'm gonna enjoy it. So, uh, guys, welcome to what we will call Patio Beers, episode three.
2: It's great to be here. There's time, no, yeah. Time. There's
0: no agenda. Thank you in front yeah. of us. Please speak into the microphone, and uh, if you if you need to adjust that microphone, Ryan. Oh, I think so we're good because I want to lock eyes with you the entire time. That that's much better. Well, that's, that's much better. Uh, why are you guys here? Durs, let's start with you. Why are you here, dude? I am finishing up my third week of the Echo transition course. Okay. Come from Atlantic City, so we've had a few pilots come through. Um, and me and Jake Pitkin are, uh, I don't know. This is a made-up number, but, like, the sixth or seventh, uh, pilots come down here. And it's going to be the Atlantic City show down here in Mobile for the next six months or so. A while. Know. Yeah, there's only three air stations unless Kodiak doesn't change the 60s in time left for the transition. So you guys, Detroit, and uh, Corpus. Yeah, yeah, we're the last holdouts. Yeah, um, I don't actually know if Corpus is on the list, to be honest. No, I, I we're just going to feed every Delta that we have in the fleet over to <laughs> Corpus, Corpus. And, <laughs> until we run out, right? Corpus for life. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah, that that's what I'm doing. Uh, hopefully, uh, we're uh, you know headed home this weekend and uh, back to normal life. So sweet, so so, hey dude. Welcome, Corey. What are you are doing you? here?
1: I am here for a P course right now. So I'm just finished up uh, today with my P course. So heading home tomorrow.
0: Do you learn anything? I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a true statement? Actually,
1: it is. You guys are up in your game this year.
0: Really? Yeah. It was, it was a good P course. Good.
1: Yeah, I love yeah. it.
0: Uh, I had Ryan over here, his EP1 today, and that was good for me because I'm flying both the Delta and the Echo right now, and it's hard to study two sets of EPs. So I gave, I don't know if you knew this, Ryan, but I gave you every EP that I couldn't remember in the Echo it was at great. the time. So. I didn't remember them either. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> now, <laughs> which Sam, is a bold Sam going back to uh, flying Delta and Echo in Atlantic City, my game plan right now is just to... Uh, treat all Delta flights as if they were actually in the Echo. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What What are your thoughts on that? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> okay. It's good. Good, so good, it good idea. Be yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, I, actually, that's a good question for these two, because you two have been through the uh, Echo Delta transition. Do you guys fly in the Delta for a while after you got your qual?
1: We did like a month yeah, or like two, two of like dual qual yeah. kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Okay. It was uh,
2: definitely hindered the Echo knowledge. I think you said that as well. Like Yeah you hop in the delta do like a ground run and then you know you go for the night trainer and you're in the echo and you're like oh man uh you start i don't know how many times i said uh for my you know engine start sequence flashing start and then the copod's like what are you talking about oh yeah Oh there was this thing it would flash and it said start it was awesome so I'm, you knew the hell I'm
0: starting. assuming you just add God, like no. 30 minutes to your ramp time because it's going to take that much longer to start the aircraft Yeah but you just and, blame it on the weather in Humboldt. Yeah. We actually yeah. did
1: <laughs> extend our ramp times like by 50 We had 45 minute ramp times for like the first 6 months of Echo Did you really Yeah, yeah. yeah. just to just to give ourselves like some time so we weren't late to the boat kind of thing
0: I'm going to be staring at that checklist as if it's a chalkboard in the beautiful mind every single day. <laughs> That's You're okay dude
1: Raiders off for the
0: first yeah, I don't know. I'm you just going to... Me, me and Jake already figured out the trick is you just wave your hand over parts of the aircraft <laughs> as you as you say, like, oh, yeah, I checked. Yeah, and you just look at it. Generally, that works. No one questions it, you know? I just touch every switch <clears throat> on the overhead panel. Every single one, and I go through it slowly. I do that, and I still miss the servo jam, so it's <laughs> tried and true.
2: Especially if you're going back and forth because they're just all yeah. in a different spot. Like, it took me a while to figure out where the heat switch was and where the... Yeah. Hoist power was when I was going back and forth. I was like,
0: so we have two experienced echo pilots and one soon to be brand. Well, I mean, you are qualified. Uh, Sorry. You are designated now. Have some, have some respect. I have a lot of respect. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, it's the 60 has been flying this for a while, right? the 60 tango has been flying Cass for a while. What do you think about Cass? Uh, it's awesome. I mean, okay. It's, it's, way better than the yeah. Delta. And I, I didn't want to be one of those dudes that said that before coming down here, but I think I already fessed up to the uh, the EO up in Lake City. Uh, I was like, yeah, all right, it's badass. Yeah, you did uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> badass, man. <laughs> badass, man. <laughs> what about you guys? You've been flying for a while.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's, it's huge out in the Northwest. You can, uh, the fuel calculation is not the best part, I think. Just yeah. to, to being able to know like to the like pound what you're going to land with on a case or just for a training flight. Not having a lot of fuel bailouts like we had down in, like, Miami. It's great to have that. Um, The one thing I do not like about the Echo is coming down to a free fall and saying, begin hoist.
0: Yeah. Gets me every time. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I... Think that's interesting that you talked about the bingo because i am still delta pilot minded yeah. and my flight plan is as simple as it possibly can get and it's usually just one point so that i still <laughs> understand the bingo the i started with way. that
2: when, especially when i was doing both yeah but now that you can plug in like the whole thing at first i was hesitant because like oh you know atc is going to change you you're not gonna be able to do this whole thing but then you can it's so easy to edit yeah and it's, it's not yeah it's I
0: wild like it. it's really cool what about you cory
1: yeah, I agree. It's definitely easier for fuel planning purposes and just trying to like get out, do the mission. And it's harder for people that are in the Delta and then trying to switch the Echo. Like you miss a lot of stuff. So even like every P course, you come back, you learn a couple new things. It's yeah. It's been a really good P course for both me and Ryan, I think.
0: That's good. Yeah. I'm gonna um, co-host us back here, for dude. A co-host minute us on, back, dude. Uh, back. On something that Ryan said, and I, I think we have a prime opportunity right now to uh, workshop something. Oh, okay. Um, so we're all we're all here, and uh, as we just went over, we're all echo designated, uh, you know, myself included. Congratulations. Ryan does not like the begin hoist for the free fall, which, which I agree. Um, so let's, uh, let's let's shoot some stuff out there. Like, let's Wait, why, change it up. why don't you like begin hoist for free fall? You're not hoisting. You're not hoisting. You're not hoisting connected to the helicopter. At this it's point. dumb, dude. Come so on. you want to have an extra thing that you have to remember to say on a one specific hoist? No, I That's don't. But for the something. sake of interesting things to talk about, let's think about what we would change it to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, absolutely. Okay. Like, hey, hey, all you guys down right uh, number the, one dude. dash one changes. Like, uh, hey, let's just let's just keep it begin hoist but how about I mean, how about send it that's what I was thinking
2: yeah, I'm not? ready to dive in I don't have a good solution but send it sounds great I feel
0: like, like 20% it. tree
1: sounds amazing yeah
0: <laughs> send it maybe send it, send it. Um, send. have fun you're going to go with have fun? Maybe cannonball. What if they don't uh, have fun? Cannonball. cannonball? cannonball. That's true. Like can can, deep, can, can deep opener. Open a can opener. I, well, I think maybe to properly do this, we need some rescue swimmers in on the. Uh, uh, Who do you think likes oh, um, free fall the most? Uh, is it pilots, flight mechs, or rescue swimmers? Rescue
2: swimmers. Rescue swimmers, yeah. Yeah. I do I don't, like me some free fall. Dude, falls, I, have you
0: I talked think to pilots, rescue swimmers?
1: I actually mean? hate doing
2: free falls. Really? Every rescue swimmer wants to do it because it looks cool.
0: Yeah, I think pilots like it the most.
2: I don't. I don't like yeah. doing it. I don't like Our going to seven feet. Our swimmers like them. Um, really? But I. You know, you got to come down. You don't want to be down, right low. at that fifteen feet. You no, know, like yeah. seven or six. Yeah. Or
0: yeah, yeah, four. I think it's also rescue swimmer dependent. You yeah, know? It, if, it depends on the sea state too. They got a wild hair and they're looking to have some fun, but you know, but if it's been a hard week and it's cold and you know, they're like, hey, just let me step into the water, get that tail stinger wet, let's go. Yeah. You know, yeah. they do
2: like a good. Uh, if it's a uh, if it's a good roller, they like to try and time that. Maybe yeah. it's it also is probably uh, age dependent on them too. You know, if you're like a salty first class, you probably don't want to you know jump in from 15 feet every An- day. But if another you're really school.
0: another question for you. All right, so you're hoisting, you're in a dry suit. It's cold. Mm. It's wintertime or whatever. You turn the heat on because your hands are cold up front. And the doors open, you're doing doing some swimmer hoisting. And you're like, Yeah, I just gotta turn the heat on because I'm my hands, my feet are getting a little cold. What do you think about the person in the back that's <laughs> jumping into like the fifty degree water? Was probably absolutely frigid. I actually address it every time because I yeah. feel so bad. Like <laughs> I'm sitting there and like literally I'm like the safety pilot, and of course I'm doing a fantastic job, you know, keeping everyone safe and like checking all the numbers and everything. And mm-hmm, like my mm-hmm. like, both my hands are like next to the heat duct, just like rubbing against each other. <laughs> yeah, and I then know, like I I, opening I, your I dry back, suit seal yeah. so it could blow up your dry suit. I look suit back to the there. swimmer just like sw- sopping wet, getting into the cabin. I'm like, hey man.
2: I know. I speak for <laughs> every swimmer in the fleet. They're glad that you're warm anders.
0: Yeah. They're I would, I would totally. hope so. They want to you know? hear that.
2: Yeah. I would hope
1: Tell so. Tell them how warm you are.
0: Oh my God. I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Cause that is freezing cold and horrible water. Like yes. every time I get my head underwater and in, in water that cold, instant nausea. Oh, I mean, hm. I want to barf. I almost failed my swim test this year, and that water was, like, probably 75 degrees. So, I can't imagine it being below freezing, you know? Oh, yes. You can't. God bless those guys. Yeah. Uh, Different note. We have two aircraft commander uh, instructors over here that were on the same SAR case together. Oh, Uh, yeah. So, what... Actually, can you guys... Uh talk about that a little bit. What was that SAR case Corey or Ryan? um and uh you guys both responded from two different air stations to the same sar case. How did that go?
2: yeah, so um it started off as an eperb and uh so here, let me set the let me set the yeah set the scene, scene for you right? set the All scene right. It's like a Saturday this was a Saturday afternoon. night the yeah. night
1: before um Father's Day because yeah. I remember Father's Day, yeah so, so we, it was like uh, June.
2: We had some nice steaks in the fridge. We were getting ready to fire up the grill. It was around dinner time. We we're like, oh, this would oh, be awesome. That's a great grill. I was, already, I was
1: already settled in for the night. Like, yeah. I was not going back out.
2: No, we were ready to go. And as soon as we uh, start getting our meal ready, solar alarm goes off, perb, and it was like 90 miles offshore. We're like, oh, well. What,
0: what was your response time?
2: It was, uh, this is in the Delta, so it was under 30 minutes.
0: All right, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, Thank thanks. You.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Echo, under 30 minutes.
0: I mean, yeah. I had an 11 minute response time. Uh last week. Sam, it was a drill Sam, you're I knew it was really coming. impressive. You're really impressive, <laughs> actually. Heads. Yeah, that's right. the fleet
2: standard, but <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh Eperb, we're thinking like, all right, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna look around. It's probably gonna be a false alert or maybe like a container ship that has something, whatever. We'll go out there and check it out. Uh while we're like walking to the plane, they pipe another pipe and they say, Hey, uh, we got a uh Sorry, let me correct it. It was a DSC alert first. So we were like, nah, this is probably nothing. Well, this changes the whole thing. Yeah, nobody knows what DSC (laughs) is. And so we're like, all right, we're going to go fly out there. Then they pipe and they said, hey, we got an EPIRB in the same spot, registered to a German schooner. It's like 79 feet, no vessel name, but registered. And we're like, oh, okay, Okay. well, this is probably legit. Yeah. Let's go. Um, While we start up, they figure out uh, there's a, like, I don't know, 800-foot tanker or whatever on scene there. They can talk to this this schooner, and they're like, "Hey, like, uh, what's wrong?" Uh, they end up finding out that one of their crew members needs to be medevac. They've got a head trauma. They've got a broken arm. The whole nine yards. So we're like, "All right, we'll grab we'll grab a litter. We'll go, um, take off, head out there." Takes about I don't know fifty minutes to get out there. Or so because there was we get out. There's a headwind. It's probably fifty knots, fifty five knots. Uh, we find this boat. It's getting tossed around. There's a you know tanker. That kind of vectors us over to it. Mm-hmm. Put the swimmer down, and
0: uh, yeah, onto the boat or into no, the water. No, sorry,
2: yeah, we put the swimmer down in the water, and uh, he he did an interview on this, and it, and I recommend everybody go take a look because uh, the swimmer uh, can I can I say his name? Oh, yeah, that sure. That's yeah, uh, Spencer Manson out of Humboldt, and he yeah. had a great uh, interview. I Recommend everyone check it out on YouTube. Um, but he was probably he grabbed onto these lines that were trailing behind the schooner. And this thing was getting pushed by the wind like eight to 10 knots. And he's just holding on to these lines. How big and were the seas? It was 20 foot seas. Yeah. Uh, he's holding on to these lines. His boat's just getting pushed down swell. They're, they're totally like, you know, DIW, no power.
0: Tell me he went hand over hand. He, he goes yes. hand over hand.
2: It takes him like eight minutes to go hand (laughs) over hand. Dwayne the
0: swimmer Johnson. Let's go. We're
2: watching him from a hover. He like would make it up like five feet and then a big swell would come and he would slide back three feet. And we're like, oh, come on, man. He's going through this like grueling thing. We're like, he's not, there's no way. There's no way. Dude makes it. Does a muscle up, gets on the back of the boat. And we're like, oh, He's on the boat. Cool. What a machine. Uh, At this point, we've got like, I don't know. 10, 12 minutes to bingo back home.
0: 90 miles is a long That's way. It's a long sure. way in the
2: 65, yeah. and The Delta did not have the you know precise uh, fuel calculations. Side, side note, did yep. you have
0: a fixed wing support?
2: We asked for it, and they were launched, and they uh, they got out there. It'll be later on in the story. Okay, but okay. yes, but yes we, we asked for them. They're, okay. they're on their way uh, from Sacramento. Cool. Shout out to the C27 guys. Awesome dudes. Yeah. Um, and I recommend it to those, those of you that have not had a... Uh, Fixed wing asset come out. Uh, they do some good. They do some good work. So yeah, would recommend
0: up. like following your local 3710 guidance. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. even if it, I even just want to make sure. Out. Yeah. 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 Right. So That's, right, you heard it here first. Endorses local 3710. Yeah, guys. Follow the Okay. Policy. Yeah good. Thank you. Appreciate it. it. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, medevac the uh, injured person, but the boat's taken on water. Uh, swimmer. Let's back up real yep. quick. Uh, how was that hoist though? Like, yeah. what, what do you got? So Spencer's on the boat. He's on the boat. He's packaging up this, uh, survivor and- Ambulatory, non-ambulatory? Ambulatory. Okay. Um, but like kind of head trauma. So like kind of not sure where they're at, but they can walk and be guided around. Okay. Um, we're like, there's no way we're going to hoist off of this boat. We're like backing down. This thing's going and getting just tossed around. So we're, he's going to bring the survivor into the water. Okay. Uh, they enter the water. Uh, he inflates the survivors, you know life jacket mm-hmm. and um they swim away we go in we send down the basket we're at like a three minute bingo when we start rescue check part two three minutes to back home
0: to 400 or 200 to
2: i think three or four i don't remember if we dropped it down at that point but okay. 90 miles offshore the, the weather was a, yeah. totally different where we were than what it was at home so i was like we were we did not want to drop it down to 250 or yeah, 200 absolutely that was like not a question um so we kind of call him on the radio, like as he's like swimming over and he must've heard us or maybe he just, he thought of this on the fly. It was a good move on his part. Cause he really like saved the day, puts the survivor in the basket. And then he's just like, you know what? I don't want to get left out here. Hops on top of the survivor in the basket. And then we pick them both up. Really? It was kind of comical when they came in the door, just like fins and arms <laughs> and legs just sticking out <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, bring them in. Uh, and then like, you know, we're at bingo now. We're transitioning away as they're getting the cabin situated, fly all the way back. We kind of high five with the C-27 oh, yeah. when we uh, depart the scene. They get on scene. So there's constant, you know, Coast Guard coverage, which was good for those, the other five people that were on board. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. Um, and so we head back and I'm like, all right, cool. We got this um, person. I know that Corey, well, I didn't know at the time it was Corey, but I knew that North Bend was on their way. They're probably going to get the rest of the people or at least like drop a pump and help dewater this thing. We're good to go. Like nice mm-hmm. job team. We got the medevac. And yeah, I don't know if you want to. This is a good part for you to probably segue cool. into your part because I'm going back to drop off this person and shut down and get more fuel.
1: Okay. So cool. Ryan's on his way home. Yeah. I'm at North Bend hanging out watching TV or whatever because we're on duty Saturday. I think it was, yeah. it was a weekend duty. Trying to so hang out. So we're just hanging out. Yeah. Um, I get a call, be like, hey, there's a perb going off. Like they gave us, they give us the location and I'm like, oh, that's Humboldt's AOR. Like we're not going to go down there. That's cool. Uh, I'll keep an eye on it. Whatever, no big deal. Um, didn't really think too much about it. Kind of like glanced at the weather. I'm like, oh, it's clear. Whatever. Uh, Humboldt's got this. We're not gonna. We're not gonna go down. So they called us a few hours later, and they're like, hey, Humboldt, Humboldt, there's like six P O B. Like they can't get them all. You guys need to go down. So we're like, cool. So we're heading down the coast. Um, How far
0: was it from Humboldt?
1: So basically, to from us from North Bend to Humboldt is about a two hour plane ride, and then it was another. Hour and a half offshore.
0: So you had to go to Humboldt refuel and then go offshore, or were you going straight for North Bend? So
1: that's the key issue. <laughs> okay. So we headed south on the coast. Okay. Um our plan was like originally plan like there's a couple, there's very few um uh fuel spots along the coast there. So I'm sure um we tried to get to we didn't get to quite to Humboldt. We got to Brookings, which is like a tiny little airfield, um, and it's got like a self-service fuel pump kind of thing. So we stopped there and we're like let's get fuel and then we'll head offshore from here cuz it's maybe a 15 minute flight from Humboldt to Brookings. So it's not too far. It's pretty close to the California border. Right. Basically we get to hum- we get to Brookings, we're there for like an hour and a half trying to get fuel. Fuel's not working. We basically give up. Um, no we way. head we head down the coast to Crescent City, which is the airport just north of Humboldt. And we get fuel there. There's an F. There's an actual FBO there. It's not self-service, so right. we we're able to get fuel there. But it, we spent like an hour and a half, like trying to get fuel just on the way coast. Yeah, it yeah. so it was like a lot of issues there. Um, and at this point, like I'm trying, to, I'm listening to like the AOPs from Humboldt and listening to like radio comms, and I'm like, man, they're already out there. Like they're refueling. Like we're just missing all the action essentially, which is cool. Like you know, Humboldt's awesome. They're gonna get it. I wasn't too worried about it, but like at the same point, like we want to help out. We want to try to do our part. Um, so that was, that was a little frustrating, but, um, for the most part, we eventually got fuel at Crescent city in California. And then from there we're like, okay, we're going to head offshore. Yeah. And it was great. Like, um, I was listening to comms from, uh, Ryan and I was listening to comms from the C27 and we could hear that they, we'd hear exactly what hoist they were doing. So we're heading offshore at this point. We're like finally taking fuel from, Crescent city, which took us like two hours uh-huh. and, uh, we are hearing, so we knew that Ryan was, had already returned the guy with the medevac. So there's six people on this boat. One of the persons is critically injured and they had already picked him up. So got there's it. six more people. And we know that basically I had, I had like a conference call with, um, Humboldt ops at while well, I was at Brookings trying to get fuel. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, well, you got 30 minutes until this boat sinks.
0: So we were. And you have five people left on the boat? there's
1: five people on the, on the boat. So at this point I was like, well, we need to get out there. Like, this is like kind of this urgent. Real, this is
0: a real deal. And I was
1: like, well, let's me and like, obviously we can't pick up five people in the 65. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I was like, I know Ryan's going out. Like, I know I'm going out. So like we can each get two and a half, you know, split the last person yeah. in half. It's, yeah. it's perfect.
0: Real um, quick. Who was the rest of the, the crew that you were with?
1: So I had, um, I had a new, I had Matt Riley. Okay. He is a DCA. Um, He was, I think at the time he was a co-pilot, first pilot era. Uh, We had Eli Gessner, um, flight mech. Um, I think it's his first tour. Okay. And we had uh, Chris Plyle, who was probably like 20 years in the Coast Guard swimmer.
0: That's great. So we had a a really good, we had a really,
1: I'm trying to get awards for them. So if anyone's listening who drops awards. Yeah, right yeah, here. You got <laughs> it. Um got it. Uh yeah, it was it was a really good crew. Um we definitely we definitely like rushed and tried to get out there and stuff. And like I said, Ryan, Ryan was already on top of the game. And by the time we got out there the second time, um he had already he was already on scene. So we were kinda like watching we were listening to him, we listened to the C one T twenty seven because they were talking about seventy knot wins at altitude. We had fifty knot wins at the surface with 20 knot seas. So 50 guys. knot winds? Yeah, we had 20 foot seas with 50 knot winds at the surface. They're going 70 knots up yeah, at out, like 3,000 feet, I think. Wow.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I got back to Humboldt, uh, transferred the, our first patient to the ambulance, and then I went inside to the command center to like see where these guys were at. And they're like, hey, they're stuck at Brookings, like fuel up and start heading back out there. And we're like, oh. Okay. All right. Hey, guys. Like, can Let's, can
0: you uh, remind everybody what what time of night is this? Uh, it's
1: actually daytime.
2: Yeah, it so was daytime. like right
0: before sunset. Okay, it was probably like okay. I don't know, it's dinner time. We so landed. It, we landed
1: right around right
2: after sunset. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm yeah, guessing yeah. like middle of the winter, maybe. Because no, it was summertime. It was really June, that much June. wind during the summertime. Yeah, it was
2: one of those like weird. You know how like Alaska gets like weird storms and they just kind of like peter their way down the coast. Yeah. It was like one of those. So, so at the home field, it was like three knots, light and variable. Yeah. Beautiful and we're like, day. Oh, good day. This is like, let's, we'll go out and do some like ni- nice daytime VFR And then like, you know, 45 minutes into the flight, the winds start picking up and this, we start seeing white calves and the waves are getting big and big. And we're like, man, uh,
0: this is a different day out yeah, here. Like outside the of the eight is, yeah, yeah. Like what's going on here? how do you, how'd you talk about that with your swimmer? Like you're on scene looking at 25 foot waves or whatever. Yeah. Like, we're, hey, uh, like, Hey, so, uh, well, what do you think? Like, yeah, <laughs> what, what are you thinking right now? <laughs> what I do you want to do? You got a he caveat. S- Spencer is like a big wave surfer though. Yeah. Yeah. That guy is, he knows how to handle he has, himself. In he's got water. respect for yeah. the ocean for sure. He is so he's a very good uh, waterman.
2: He's a go getter for sure. Yeah. Let me pause and shout out the rest of my crew. Okay. Um, we had a uh, co-pilot was Adam Ombi. Uh, you guys Dude. recognize him from the uh, yeah. Cal Fire rescue. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah. Adam, man. He's, the, he's the
0: go-to SAR guy.
2: Yeah. And then our flight mechanic was uh, Pete Gaudet, who's actually in uh, flight school. He went to OCS shortly after this case and uh, went to uh, no flight way. school after. Yeah, That's so. awesome. Shout out to those guys. Uh, great crew. Good last uh, flight mech case for him. Hopefully he gets some big SAR uh, yeah, out I'm in sure he will. when he gets out of flight school. But anyway. All right. Back, back uh, to the, back to back the case. Arcata. Back to the yeah. case. Um, so we're refuel. We kick out the litter and the pump and all this stuff. We're like, we just need gas. We just need to get out there. We need some time. Uh, so we take like, I think it was like 1700 or something, 1750, uh, take off, head out there. We're talking with the C27. Meanwhile, the C27 is on scene. They do a drop successfully of a pump. The pump gets on board. Somehow these guys, that's huge the crew, right there. Yeah. The crew was able to pull this pump through the 20 foot seas Onto the onto this eighty foot, you know, schooner. Um and let me ask you, do you think the pump works?
0: Absolutely not. No, it no, broke, broke on not. impact, dude. Yeah. They they dropped it from even so. high. even if you're in a ten foot hover, yeah, the pump breaks yeah. when you push it out yeah. the door. And, and, in, it, hey, do it. hey, shout out to those guys. This is Sparta. It's great. Uh but <laughs> Honestly, in, unless unless they're getting like foot to five feet over the water before they do that drop, there's no way. No, yeah. that Someone gone. was showing
2: me that if it tips over past you know, oil gets in the carburetor. Anyway. Another Maybe time for another podcast. But
0: uh, Shout out Josh Alman. He wrote a great article about that. The I pump mean, pump yeah, it yeah. Is a, it's a known issue yeah. for sure, the pumps that we have. Absolutely. Yeah, but
2: these guys did uh, like, in order to, get, I mean, this thing had two masts. It looked like a mini eagle. It had like ropes and stuff all over the place. For them to get this trail line on this boat, just getting tossed around, like I was, like, and wow, think about the does.
0: highs and lows that that crew is going through too. Like, oh yeah, all of this happens. They're like, oh my god, a pump. Yeah. Uh, how are we going to get this on the boat? And then by all of God's mercy, that pump makes it on the boat. They're like, or precision flying, precision flying, and, precision excellent, flying and excellent naval yes. aviators yeah. that yeah. were able to. That's pinpoint what to that points Yeah, pump. the drop master was absolutely precise. The they're way I heard point. it, the pump actually landed on the deck of the boat. <laughs> yeah, and they as actually. it was running. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. but then you get it on and they're like alright we're we're home free and crank it like doesn't work yeah <laughs> like, not gonna work that's yeah. not alright sorry going back going yeah. back to the
2: we're on our way out there it takes like I said about an hour to get there uh, we're listening to all this stuff on 345
0: and um, they're so like hey is Corey are you there at that point we're both airborne I am
1: way. I am like so he's on his he's like close to the scene like say yeah. it's like it's 90 miles offshore okay so he is like almost offshore. I'm just taking off from Crescent City yeah. at this point. Like, I'm just mad at everybody. Gotcha. So, yeah, we're like trucking our way out there. We're probably like maybe 40 minutes behind
2: him. Yeah, it was probably like 30 miles out gotcha. where I could start hearing their radio comms and, you know, I got the whole layout. They're like, hey, I told, this was actually the, like another crazy part. So, they speak German on the boat. Oh, boy. Um Yeah. And then, the C-27 was talking to the boat via the tanker that, that was on scene. So, We've got a fixed wing asset at, you know, 700 feet talking to a tanker to relay a message to this schooner and the people don't speak English well. Yeah. So I was like, oh, how am I going to like, we don't have a lot of time to like mess around on scene. So I was going to relay the whole rescue plan through this crazy game of telephone so that they kind of knew what to expect when we got there. And our crew talked, little uh, CRM talked with Spencer, talked with the flight like, hey, listen, what do you guys think? And then we came up with... We're going to do a direct of the swimmer, but just hold him about five feet over the water, over like the crest. And then just, he's going to like kind of beckon for them to jump off one at a time. So one person jumps off and we just like air taxi him over, drop him down for the direct, pick him up, mm-hmm. quick drop and we're on our way. Um, so that was what we briefed. So we told the C27, you know, to tell the tanker yeah. to tell the boat the boat on their little handheld radio. Oh, wow, dude. It's like what we're a game a do. telephone yeah. right there. Yeah, so uh, they got it. We got on scene, get into a hover, put Spencer down, and he, like, waves. And the first person, like, pulls their little uh, inflatable life jacket, jumps in the water. Spencer comes in, grabs him, and we pick him up, like, claw machine, do that two more times. And then at that point, I see Corey come in, in the uh, the mighty Echo, the 6524, I think. Um, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. No, big de- no big deal. No big yeah. deal. Echo. Uh, and then they come in, and I was like, well, we're, like, whatever, like, close to Bingo-ish and we've got already three survivors and it's like, you know, finally these guys are here. Like, the 65 wasn't going to do well after that. If we were going to continue hoisting people, so you guys came just in time. We slid it kind of right while we cleaned up the cabin Uh and then I'll turn it over to Corey for what you guys did.
1: Yeah, so we, we like, we're listening to all the comms on the way out there so we had, like, basically 45 minutes of comms, like, listening to, like, what their plan was. They're talking about the C-27. They, I heard the whole brief. of like, the C-27 to the boat. And we had heard that, like, hey, they're going to jump in. The swimmer's going to grab them. And we're going to, like, you know, one at a time kind of pick them up and stuff. So we kind of had an idea of what was what we were getting into out there. And, like, we were hearing, like, the wind reports. Like, we heard 70 knots at altitude. We heard them talking 50 knots. We heard 20-foot seas. So we're like, well— we're going to see what happens when we get out there. So yeah. we kind of, we get out there and we, it was actually, I wish it was a video of this. Cause I don't think there's a video of both of us, but there's a video of us individually and it was super seamless. Like really? I basically like, he they were, they out, were in a hover. In. They were in hover. I kind of pulled up into a hover next to them and they like slid to the right. And I slid to the right. And it was like, Never stopped. That is yeah. epic. so. It was pretty cool. God, that is
2: epic. The C twenty seven got great like just iPhone pictures. Yeah, two 65s right next to this boat, and it's kind of like tilted over. This it, boat is
1: like is like off like basically going over at this point because yeah. we 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 pulled into a hover and there was two people left on the boat. Yeah, so we picked up the last two people and um you know same thing we like basically. We were like 175 feet hovers, yeah. um, oh, kind of like putting shoot. these people
0: because
2: the masts were like
0: the, the master, master super high. Whoa, yeah. you guys were way up there. Yeah,
1: and the thing is, like we had 50 knot wind, so yeah. you if you got too close, and the, where the the boat was like kind of riding, like kind of it was just pushed by the wind. Yeah. like you would be in the it would be in the rotor wash. So we had to put them a little bit downstream and then make sure the swimmer was picked up before. Boat like kind of came up for top of them, so it was. It was that was the most complicated part, was like trying to figure where they put out. And like yeah. Ryan set it up super perfect. We kind of like rode in right off his like his uh his tail and kind of like did the same exact thing, and it worked out perfect.
0: Um, I think, I think yeah. that's unbelievable that two different 65s from two units, a C 27 from a separate unit, a tanker, and yeah. a sailboat. Actually,
1: two like, 47s on the way, too. And,
0: you know? and yeah. yeah, you know, like the fact that you guys could all communicate that all at the same time and come up with a plan and then just seamlessly switch out the Humboldt crew for the North Bend crew and, like, yep, we're going to pick up the other two. Easy. Boom! Yeah. Done and sarc complete. N- say, uh, that's not a, to mention we're we're kind of just breezing by the fact that they're doing hundred and seventy-five foot hover. I in, was gonna in, say in, that in, in, like, in, in fifty knot winds and twenty, 20 foot, foot seas. seas, and like Ryan just like man, we were claw machine. i out. Like it, <laughs> it was it was a breeze, dude. Wow, oh, I got a guys. shout out to
2: uh, Pete, the, the our flight mech. Yeah, because he was saying, like, all right, basket's on its way down, especially for, for, for the first one. The basket, you know how it is. As soon as it gets like 50 feet down with that kind of wind, it's just sailing oh, behind. Yeah. yeah. So dude. he's looking down and right, like, and this basket is like getting in the water, probably like two rotor arcs behind the aircraft. Yeah. And he's doing this hoist and he like delivered it right to Spencer in the water. Like, So yeah, just to, to call out them to out, them.
1: like, they are phenomenal because, so basically, from what, like, I was, I was on the second crew on the f- scene, there's a boat. They have a little trail line off their bow because they had like some kind of anchor or oh, whatever. Yeah. So basically, all that all that they're looking at is this little trail line that goes off the bow. The boat itself is sailing back behind them. So their flight mech and their swimmer is like conning them off of. Are, one are, little we, trail are line. we still
0: daytime here? When this, this is, is still, da- it was yeah. basically
1: I. So I I finished at sunset. Yeah, but he was all daytime. I was like pinky-ish yeah. time, but it was still, it was all day time. You're, yeah. yeah, you're still yeah.
0: talking uh, all-star varsity there. That's Man, that's pretty, what a that's case. Yeah, the shout out to the
2: crew of the boat too. They took the parachute from the drop gear and tied it to their boat and threw it overboard to be a sea anchor and that kind of helped slow ah, those guys. They're nice. slow a little yeah. bit when we came out the second time. I was like, that was a, that was a. That's what, you call Ger- that's what you call
0: German engineering. That, right? is, right. that, that is that actually is that German. is excellent. that is a prudent yeah. mariner right there. Yeah. 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 Wow. But yeah. also like at 175 feet, like you are just flying by the force. Oh, I, right? yeah, you are 100 <laughs> percent flying like, by the force. You're not picking up any like indications in the water. Nothing. No. Like you're just okay. I'll come. I, I'm gonna breathe on the cyclic. See if it moves forward. And you know if that works out, you're it's it's wild. That's that's awesome,
2: guys. I actually have a question. I never asked you this, and we were in the Dirty Delta, so we didn't have any of this oh, fancy dirty. stuff. But did you use it? Was any-
1: my it was my first month in the Echo. Yeah. I was very confused.
2: <laughs> did you guys use any of the modes or anything? While I did. Doing this? I did Havog and Belt. Oh, nice! And yeah. it worked out. It oh. was
1: actually amazing because we had twenty T's Yeah, yeah. So I, I was, was like, I was like, well, like you know, I'm trying to like make this case as easy as possible. Yeah. Like Havog is great, but like. I mean, we, the the seas were like. I think we actually went to Havog initially, like without anything else, and yeah. it was just like up and down, up and down, and up and down. We, so yeah,
2: we came in with Delta Havog, and if anyone remembers those days, probably no big deal. Yeah, and yeah, it was getting affected by the you know that big swell, and so we were like, okay, good luck, Adam. You're uh you're on your own.
0: As the newest qualified echo pilot, and for for those that don't understand what uh, Balt or Havog or any of that means, thank you. Thank you. Uh, At ease, carry on. Uh, So what they're saying is like Ryan was using his rad out, uh, which is telling him how far he is away from the ground or water and that's going to fluctuate based on those twenty foot waves. So he was probably up there uh, on a carnival ride. Thank you for your, yeah, describing this to my mom, like, or anybody welcome. else who doesn't. You're know welcome. You you're welcome. Know what you're talking about. Uh, our, our 144 uh, and, and Corey, uh, brethren, Yeah, the 144 brother. Yeah, Corey was out there, and she was able to use that uh, bout mode. Uh, so she was off of the uh, uh, barometric uh, altitude, uh, so that the, her hover was uh, allegedly you know, supposed to hold a little uh, little better. Way better. Yeah. It actually
1: yeah. was awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that.
0: Havog yeah. Bout. Yeah. yeah. It's a great mode.
1: It's really useful in the West Coast when you got like seas that are more than six Absolutely. feet and um, you get a lot of winds and stuff. I, like I use it all the
2: time. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Now that a, I've been flying the Echo, I love it. I wish we had
0: it. That's but a great yeah, question uh, that leads me into another one. Like Vert Surface, do you guys use any modes in Vert Surface? And I, if you don't, why? And I, if you do, also
2: why? I don't. People will talk about using bout. It can be done, but I think that... Um, has anybody tried it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've used it, but I, I think okay. that it just... It, it has too much fluctuation to the point where that transfers into the swimmer and you got the swimmer kind of going up and down. You don't want to drag the swimmer up the cliff or down. And I think that I found that it, it doesn't catch those very, very... I mean, you know, vert surface is a very... Is like a... Precise hoisting and it doesn't really catch that like it's like a little too much slop I think for okay. the vert surface but that's yeah. my that's one pilot's opinion no I, g-
1: I agree because you are obviously an air instructor so you kind of see like
2: wannabe just you're wannabe.
1: I mean <laughs> you're you're imposter AIR's yeah, I'm an imposter instructor it's perfect yeah thank you. yeah
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's been definitely like for vert surface there was like two or three foot differentials that you experienced like. They're experienced by the rest of the crew. Yeah. Um. So for vert surface, I would say I wouldn't use it as much. I mean, it's definitely fun to try like on a, on like a training flight kind of thing, but I haven't seen it be as, it is definitely not as accurate as like, if you're holding the position yourself.
2: If it was like nighttime and you were really struggling, maybe it would be better than, you know, having vertigo. Yeah. So it, it's great to have that tool there. Yeah. But if you're just like on your game, you can yeah. do better than the bow. I yeah, think. if
0: you have good visuals, yeah. why not? Yeah. Like, because I think you can hover better with bit, good visuals, but like, if you don't, why not yeah. use yeah. it? Yeah, it's
2: there and it works. So, yeah.
0: So that's good to know for like, you know, for a friend, like, if you're generally not on your game, just go to, go yeah, to, yeah, go to yeah. bow. Yeah, okay. You'll
2: well. use it a lot for uh, AI intercepts doing the, yeah, that's, yeah. The
1: yeah. A, great,
0: that's a great segue because we've been talking a lot about uh, cool SAR cases, but Anders Manley has had legit. AI Intercept. Uh, well, and, and Sam, I'm glad you finally get to the uh, meat and potatoes here <laughs> of the conversation <laughs> because what they just did, let me tell you right now, is uh, nothing compared to being out there amateur. On, on the, <laughs> on so the amateur. battlefield doing an really, actual Yeah, AI on intercept. the front lines. Yeah. Tell me about actually what your intercept was. I actually want to know if it was cool. And you got to like yank and bank and you were like blasting in there or was it like, okay, at the end of the day, there was some unknown aviator who had no idea where they were going and we helped them go back out of the airspace. Yeah. Ready to um, begin. For sure, I I, I think it's uh, going to be a cross section of the the two of those things. Um, Absolutely, and I'm, I'm going to try to uh, keep most of my opinions out of this, but no, don't keep your opinions out of it. Uh, yeah. So, um, geez, this was this was a bit ago too, and, and uh, I will uh, offer you know clarification. Lots of folks at Lang City have gotten actual AI intercepts. Not a big deal. Um, but we wait, there's been real AI intercepts like targeted threats in the United States of America. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I mean, y- you've been flying, think about GA, think about all the 72 year old dudes out there that uh <laughs> been flying in Wilmington forever, forever, and uh, all of a sudden there's a TFR. Are they going to be checking TFRs? I don't think so. Absolutely not. No, so there's more on.
2: Coast Guard ace at Atlantic City is what
0: you're saying. Oh. I, uh, no, I can't take that. There's only one Coast Guard him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, we got launched out of Wilmington. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, I will say it, w- it was really cool from a larger picture to see the whole system at work. Uh, so it was daytime and... We, like, get sent up, and there's a dude that penetrated the airspace. And um, But as we're trucking out, and it's funny because we, we do all these uh, training uh, exercises, um, and you're, you're doing them at, like, you know, we, we have a line. Um, you're doing your profiles, which are very set, and they're, they're good. They get you ready for the actual thing. But in reality, you know, you're not going to see that little tiny um, airplane uh, intel two or three miles Cause he's not on that pre-briefed line That you're used to training on No way um, dude He's trying to get into the airspace uh, And you cannot let that happen uh, So yeah for ours uh, it, w- it was cool Like we ended up seeing him Within like two miles Or something like that And from that it's just Asses and elbows in the cockpit You're trying to get into your position um, you, Did you feel prepared Quick sidebar yeah, no, I think so. And, and that's what everyone always says, like our training is set up to give you that fallback oh. to when you see that target. Yeah. Um, it sets you, in. you can do what you need to do to get into a shadow position. Yeah. That's safe for you. It's the same thing with their star case. Yeah. percent. Yeah. And, yeah. and in the exactly. And, and all maybe even harder than their star case, to be honest with you. Um, Very good. I totally yeah.
1: understand you. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. 175 feet. Continue. Victory. Continue. Defense, 50 you know? not wins. Yeah, was, sure. was exactly. national security on the line? I don't think so. Um, But no, so you you've got these like uh, this this training drilled into you that you no longer have to think about. So you see the guy, you do what you have to do to get into position, and um, at the end of the day, the guy seemed pretty dangerous. Really, I don't want I don't want to leave you on like uh, pins and needles here, but he was in a replica World War II plane that I don't think had any communication (laughs) ability. (laughs) And it looked to me after moving into uh, the signal position that he had his grandchildren with him. Uh, we're very also dangerous. very excited to see a Coast Guard helicopter. Oh, they yeah. were taking pictures of us the entire time. Waving the whole time. Are you going to yeah. get that uh, recruiting yeah.
2: LOC from them? Or?
0: Um, I um, hope so. I uh, that, I so that should be like two grand at this point. Yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah, a couple LOCs. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was just like, it was kind of like sad and funny at the same time because this dude going to be in a lot of trouble, and his, his grandkids are like back there like, just <laughs> snapping <laughs> pictures like, look at that helicopter. Oh, that's so that's cool. badass, man. Oh, my God, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we t- he was already kind of like setting up to land. He knew something was was wrong, you know. And did you and, talk to him after you landed? We weren't ever able to get him on comms. Um, I think they had reached out. I think they had gotten him on one twenty one five, maybe. Uh, but he ended up landing there, and then we just hovered, ready for anything, watching him like walk with his head down to the FPO. Okay, and uh, yeah, that was that was the glory right there. So I mean. You do talk about the glory of that specific AI case, but um, I will say that you guys fly the sixty-five uh, like kind of like Hitron. I mean, it's the same as Hitron. You guys fly out of the envelope. SAR pilots, including me, who's not a SAR pilot, just a training pilot, like we're not banking. We're not, like, nosing up 20 degrees, banking 60 degrees, having a co-pilot or whoever's left seat, like, guard the collective. I mean, how is that? Like, that? that's kind of actually feel pretty awesome to fly the helicopter at what the Coast Guard's limits are for that specific airframe. Uh, Yeah, and... I think probably is it not? No, I I think it's cool, and and, uh, I think after doing the mission for X amount of years, you're you're kind of like that frog in the boiling water. You know, like you start doing it, and then you get better at it, and then by that time, you don't even realize that that's anything different you know what i mean yeah um, it's just the norm and and also like disclaimer if you ask my uh, coworkers at Atlantic city i i like to keep my intercepts like nice efficient smooth uh, yeah i'm, I'm not the yanking and the banking. Uh, no yanking and banking. If you could, if you could set your geometry upright, it's a smooth ride right into yeah. shadow. It's so. as smooth as your hair barrel. Yeah. I mean, well, that thing is yeah. really nice. Uh, I appreciate it. I could yeah. surf that thing. Stop, but yeah, no, go impressive. on. It's <laughs> impressive. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, so I think you're right. It, it's a cool mission profile. You're doing things that you wouldn't normally do in SAR, um, yeah, and you're seeing that a lot. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, to all the Hitron guys out there, just know that it's probably 100% harder than what you guys do. So Okay, let's and, go with this. Uh, ranking the current air stations at this table, we've got Atlantic City, North Bend, Humboldt, and Mobile.
1: North Bend's number one, obviously, so everyone should come yeah, to North Bend.
0: play your play your case. Oh, I, why it's is amazing. North Bend number it's like, one?
1: You want a small town living; everyone knows you. It's okay. amazing. Like, okay, yeah. that's a we're pretty, two hours from the nearest Target. How could you not like it? That's
0: a pretty strong that's push an endorsement for North Bend. How about Humboldt?
2: Well, I don't want to knock, you know, home.
0: Obviously, yeah. but yeah, welcome home. But but welcome home! I love that you just did that. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. I'm you're ready. Being... You're ready to come here. <laughs> you hear that, Ryan? Go if on. you don't say Mobile right now, like uh, Garrett's sending you somewhere else, dude. <laughs> it's... Ryan, let put me... one thing on his list. Go on.
2: Uh, let me let me sell Humboldt to the uh, to our fans here to your
0: fans. Yeah. Uh, my mom, just sell it to my mom.
2: Yeah. Sam's mom, Humboldt <laughs> Bay. you ever come out there it's a great place (laughs) um it is also very remote we do have uh some you know it's got some issues with some of the locals but but overall it's not a bad uh air station to go to because we've got a great uh mountain flying program oh yeah i would say that our vertical surface uh training areas rival the uh Old Cape D Ahar
0: spot, They're pretty
2: cool. So you're probably oh.
0: second in the Coast Guard to San Francisco. No, actually, real surface. quick pause Third to North Bend. Yeah, North Bend has night versus. We surfaced. have
1: night versus surface Come that to us. may or may not
0: be in the works. Um, yeah, okay, we're, we're switching. Should, we're like, switching
1: because we're Cordy gonna has. take we're gonna take operational
2: catches. He's gonna take night versus. Yeah. Also,
0: sidebar, Ryan, are you anti-local? Can we explore that a little bit more?
2: Oh, I'm not anti-local. I'm just oh, saying okay. some of our uh, unhoused neighbors uh, can cause some, you know, havoc. There's yeah. nothing wrong with right. North Bend yeah.
1: or. <laughs> Come to both of our
2: students. Don't worry. Anyway, we also have a great, like you mentioned, we've got uh, an actual IMC catch and V-speed letdown program. We've got two boxes that we coordinated with uh, ATC that we use pretty frequently to do uh, letdowns and mm-hmm. get the crew accustomed to what that looks like. Uh, and we have a pretty robust uh, mountain flying program now. Heck um, yeah, so, dude. Yeah, if you want to do a little bit of, like, mini Ahar stuff and a little mini hats, uh, come on out to Humboldt.
0: If you want to drink beer that actually tastes like you're eating a pine tree, go to We Humboldt have that, too, yeah. Like, I don't Lost think I can Coast. ever. Got it. Yeah, Lost, Lost Coast, Coast uh,
2: Brewery. Dude, dude, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know.
0: All right, uh, play up Atlantic City. Playing up Atlantic City, all right. Yeah. Um, So, first off, we've got the Borgata. We've got the <laughs> Tropicana. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, no, Atlantic City it, it, it's a great, uh, great spot. Uh, you're so you're, you're always gonna be so, first of all, a big ass wardroom, right? We're talking 60 pilots, 60 pilots, pi- 60 pilots yeah. is what I'm told, allegedly. Yeah. Um, you got NCR, you never so see them all at once, though. Yeah, you never see them all at once. But the coolest thing, uh, you're always gonna know people there, you're always gonna have good friends there. Um, pretty tight knit group. Um, tell this, me what's hard, what's what's rough about it, dude? What's rough about it? Um, So, just like the rest of the Coast Guard, we're dealing with uh, a lot of burnout. Um, We're deploying pretty frequently. Okay. Um, There's a lot of stuff inherent to what that air station does that asks a lot of its people. Um, And I think we were kind of workshopping earlier, and, like, the reality is there's— there's no good fix for it um and the good news is like you know that command's trying as hard as they can to relieve some of that pressure and and they're listening and uh, but you know, the other part of that is that especially after being down here uh, at home for the thank last you. 3 weeks thank you <laughs> um it's i think that's fleet wide i think everyone's feeling some burnout the pilot shortage uh working a lot yeah we're short sure. doing saying a lot of duties or doing a lot of deployables that kind of thing so um, Do you think uh, Atlantic City will will be different when uh, NCR finally stands up? I think when at when NCR stands up, um, which I'm not even going to talk about that. Uh, we don't know when that's that going to be moving goalposts, but yeah. allegedly uh, 2025, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, sure. 2028, <laughs> you here, folks. We're in 2028. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think when that stands up and that unit goes to whatever it's going to pare down to, whether that's uh, probably four or five helos, I, I don't, I don't know what the plan is, but uh, it's going to be a sweet spot. Um, you, you've got Philly right there. Live in Philly, uh, I love it. It's a great city. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of good stuff going. On. You get to go fly Manhattan, New York City all the time. Uh, awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a good, it's a good little spot. Um, yeah, I'm a. West Coast Homer and that's always gonna be what I, you know, go for. But uh, for spending some time on the East Coast, it's it's a good honestly cool spot. I think if uh, or not if, but when Atlantic City turns back to a SAR station, that's a good spot. It's not a it's not a terrible spot because you're flying up to New York City, you're flying down the coast, and you're not doing deployables at that point and it's not too far in the future. No, I I, I think it's it's uh Definitely going to shoot up because, you know, it just like the Hitrons or the Kodiaks or, or whatever. Um, it, it's a known quantity as far as what you're getting when you go there. So people, you know, would rather be at a sleepy SAR unit and, and do that and get really good at it. Um, but for, for what it is, it's, it's great. And once it goes back down to SAR, I think uh, people are really going to enjoy it. When it does, what are the top uh, detail or pull air stations for everybody? Are we, are right. we talking like we lose, so we lose, we lose Atlantic city and it's uh, combined DC deployables and where, where else you guys go in the uh, country? To be honest, I think that um, NCR is going to drop off that map. So people will want to go to NCR. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, you think about it. It's a great place to homestead. You're in a great metropolitan area. Um, you've, you've got all the amenities. So uh, what are we left with? Hit, I mean, Hitron's hit an hitron. obvious one. It's going to be well. Uh, hope you know, sixty-five Kodiak is is probably going away too. Yeah. So that's, let's.
2: That's desirable.
0: Let me ask you this: What was your best experience in the sixty-five? It could be a boondoggle. It could be a SARCase, case. It could be a random day in your office. How how rela- Yeah. How related to the sixty like. Uh, <laughs> I, like I am a 65 pilot it doesn't have to one be like you did like, you are a a, you are a 60 <laughs> it can be the it can be the best non-flying boondoggle you've ever had you can be the best star case you've ever had I'm gonna start with Ryan
2: well, I'm not going to be cliche and talk about a star case. It better
0: not be a star case. Yeah. Okay.
2: I've had some fun ones and I am
0: lucky because, <laughs> right, you know. All right, Star I move on. Yeah, wait, wait, anyway. wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Ryan has a phenomenal Coast Guard recruiting video at Air Station Humboldt. Just out. fantastic shout okay. out
2: to our uh public affairs officer, yeah. yeah. Also, also, also I'm calling down. it now Mission no more,
0: down. no more shout outs from Ryan. Okay, let's reach his Shout out, Ryan, is... you know what? Epitome of a,
1: a Pimievo, Coast Guard perfect pilot,
0: he yeah. it really it's, is.
1: I sad.
2: I owe a lot to a lot of people, so I'm gonna keep shouting out Andrew. Someone have to VG unless, <laughs> unless
0: you shout out God, uh, this is over. All right, <laughs> ready, begin.
2: All right, rewind to like the very beginning, my first probably eight months as a qualified designated sorry co-pilot in the 65 uh i got to go do the air in waukegan after traverse city started to transition over and man i was there with uh chris pappy if anyone knows him uh one of my good friends from Mm -hmm. miami Mm -hmm. uh it was the two of us there for like 32 days and we flew like up the chicago river we're flying like 200 feet between buildings it was awesome uh, I learned how to hoist there in the Great Lakes. It was it was a good deal. Played golf on duty and off duty, and then uh, you get to go to Chicago every offgoing day and just go party in Chicago.
0: That's a great boondoggle.
2: It was a great boondoggle. Also, Chicago pizza is not pizza. Thank you. A great yeah.
0: surprise. thank you for that. Yeah, that's absolutely terrible. Yeah, Corey.
1: Uh, so I'm going to agree with Ryan about the Chicago pizza is not pizza. Yeah, because garbage. I'm very much yeah, a pizza garbage. snob. Yeah.
0: So you are from New Jersey. So I am you, from New Jersey. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, garbage.
1: I would say my best 65 experience was definitely doing a reenlistment flight in Atlantic City. So we basically flew off Atlantic City. We went out to uh, Martha's Vineyard, mm-hmm. uh, Long Island Sound kind of area, landed, did an awesome flight. Um, there was anything crazy about it at all, but we got to go out and go to an area that we don't normally get to go to. This is like the one area that my head uh, flight mech had picked for his reenlistment and it was it was awesome. Like I would totally go back in a heartbeat. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So it was really fun to go see that kind of thing. Um if you ever wanna like fly in like airspace, like Langsty is the place to be. I definitely got to do a lot of experiences there and I really liked Flying through Atlantic City and New York and D.C. and Philly. And it was all it was all really fun. Um, normally wouldn't get to do that, but that was like the one flight that I actually got to do. And it made it worth it. So,
0: dears, Oh, man. So um, I, I have a lot of greatest uh, 65 experiences. Um, mm, uh, go the, the, on. The top of the list <laughs> uh, and like one through five, I, I'm not going to talk about on a podcast. Okay, um, got it. But uh, I'd say between like two uh, flying experiences, and and one's more general, but uh, the other I had uh, deployed to, uh, so sorry, I was downrange in Las Vegas um, for an AI deployable. Uh, I think Trump was doing uh, his uh, like some sort of rally or speech or RNC, I don't know. and we were there. It was it was a lot of fun. And then we 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 attempted to ferry an aircraft back to Atlantic City and uh, had all kinds of issues in like Page, Arizona. We flew the Grand Canyon, <laughs> saw Lake Powell. We're in Page. We went to <laughs> we went to Telluride, Colorado Springs. Intel. I remember you calling me from there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I say this now, and I'm glossing over the maintenance anxiety, uh, which was very high. But looking back on it after everything working out just fine and having a uh, really close experience with our crew, um, get to know each other really well, uh, Rocky Ward and uh, Jonah Perreault, uh and uh, spent a lot of good time together, saw a lot of cool stuff, um, and then eventually got to Colorado Springs and said, this 65 is awful, and they put it on a truck and sent it <laughs> back to <laughs> Atlantic City. <laughs> Uh, and then it got sideswiped by a car and the Fenestron, like <laughs> almost fell off. No way. Uh, yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. But, uh, I wasn't PIC and, uh, was not responsible for that Fenestron. Which is yeah. important. Very important. Very. Um, and, and then like the other one and you probably, um, I don't know, maybe you agree with me from San Francisco days, like, uh, just generally going down to Point Magoo and, Flying that beautiful coastline with all the beautiful people that we had there at the time, um, I look back on that with so much fondness. It's it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So you got that first tour, like you got that first tour shine on you. Shine. That that new aviator smell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I loved <laughs> I loved being down there, man. Yeah. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, I feel like mine is uh, that. I've had a lot of good boondoggles in the Coast Guard, but one in particular, we went, uh, great crew. We went out to uh, Nellis Air Force Base in Las Vegas for the uh, Veterans Day show they put on. And we got there, uh, set up, we were giving tours, all that kind of good stuff. And maybe two days into it, they're like, hey, we need you in Astoria tomorrow. And like, okay, impromptu cross country, we're going to fly from Las Vegas through and the- And was this uh, like 12 hours later? Or? It was like 48 hours later. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, time. For- yeah, not enough time to roll the dice. We had a good time in Vegas. And uh, we flew all the way up the spine of the Sierras and in the Cascades. And then we cut over uh, Crater Lake into Eugene, we spent the night there, and uh, got all the way out to Astoria- I remember distinctly that when we landed, um, a huge front came over, sixty knot winds, hail, like thunderstorm. It was like I don't know, it was maybe like November time frame. And you should have probably seen that coming. Right? I probably well, actually, we did. We did land in Portland area for a thunderstorm, and uh, we waited for that to go through, and then we flew out the rest of the way along the Columbia River, and it was. It was a good first tour, first tour experience. Who were you with yeah, on who that? that? Who was your other pilot? Uh, Sam Ingham was the other pilot. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. I remember yeah, this. Yeah, Sammy I you. and uh, Garrison LeBaire. And I do feel bad because uh, we got to Astoria and they needed an extra maintainer.
2: And, and so, and, and like, wait now.
0: I could take this from you right here. Garrison said, "Absolutely, absolutely." Raised, <laughs> raised his hand. I know Garrison. Oh yeah. And and he gave the salute and said, "I would love to maintain." Hand whatever, salute. Whatever got whatever he was. maintaining, and there he goes. Yeah. And uh, we and uh, story's uh, over. Yep. And <laughs> Sam and I drove back to Portland, and flew home to San Francisco the next day. Uh, yeah, man. it was a good boondoggle. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Um, Anything involving Astoria. It's it's a good time. It's a great town. Shout out to Astoria, Durs.
0: Shout shout out, oh, absolutely. Fort
2: George. Not going to Astoria anytime
0: soon. You're you're (laughs) you're telling the Uh, line. Durs as the co-host. Do you have any (laughs) other questions? Yeah, I have a a burning question, and and I I think this is important uh, for all of the co-pilots here at home that are going out into the fleet. What is your biggest gripe or annoyance? that someone can do to your aircraft before you climb in. So we're talking like the dude that leaves all their straps tight and just throws them up. We're talking like they have a night flight and savages, by the way, but don't brighten everything up before they leave the aircraft. Any anything i i want to set these guys up for success and okay. and these are the things that uh, i mean i hate to say it and maybe a change to your syllabus is incoming but <laughs> you should be teaching uh actually that's interesting cuz after every night flight everything's turned up absolutely everything's turned up. What, you leave it turned up? Like,
1: all the way up to, like, off-MG mode?
0: Anything with any of the switches. Oh, so so you're saying you shut down and you turn everything back up. Correct. Okay, no, that's good. Okay, That's good. I'm sorry. I misinterpreted. I got to back him up, yeah.
2: At a big unit, you know, like, HMT or somebody comes in, they change the ready on you, and so there's no sense in, like, you know, Pre-staging aircraft yeah, all that's everything. You know, no, but he's saying he, he
0: does it. He yeah. is a prudent, uh yeah, polite agent. If I haven't yeah. So but so I you do that, that, but what's your biggest like what do you hate to see when you get into the aircraft? My biggest pet peeve is somebody who doesn't release the straps.
2: Okay. And common gripe. Common yeah. gripe. I that, think I honestly,
0: I think it's the shoulder straps. If somebody has them all the way tightened down and they come down to here. Over my shoulders, but not all the way down to my uh, belt buckle.
2: No Hate good. it.
0: Hate it. And, and what about the pedals? So I'm not too much of a pedal, guys. Okay. Uh, but it's mostly straps. I could care less if you move the seat or the pedals. But if I get in there and I like either the waist or the shoulders and I can't reach the middle... Because not only is that like uh, kind of just annoying your day, but it's also like a body sensitivity issue. Oh, absolutely! I get in there and all these straps are so tightened, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me now?" To deal with the fact that someone is this small <laughs> and I'm not, and I've got to loosen them while thinking about all the work I have to do in the gym the next week. Is Honestly,
1: self-conscious or just making? Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, it shouldn't
0: though. Honestly, uh, I think about the fact. Uh, when I was in high school doing driver's ed, when you got out of the driver's seat, you moved the rear view mirror as far as you could. You like, you, like tightened up the seatbelt. You pulled the parking brake. Anything you could do in front of you to mess the next person up who would sit in front of you. And I actually think that's a fantastic thing to do for yeah. the next person who gets in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Only, only when you know who the next person is. If if you oh, it all. Yeah. If so, you know, big disclosure. If you know the next pilot that is flying, all all of this is off. You, yeah. All bets you, are off. You do whatever yeah. you want. I mean, god dang, like throw the FCS to flight if you want to. I, I That's a good like, one. Yeah. You won't. Three hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's only if you, it's only Savannah oh, no,
2: uh, Ryan, what what's your what's your biggest gripe? Well, yeah, the straps is a big one for me. And I was gonna say the pedals, but you took that one. So uh, no, you I'm can gonna, still use pedals if you want. Those are those are two very annoying things. But here's one before you get to the plane, and maybe based off of what you said, Anders, this doesn't affect you, but all of the vests are like enormous. Mm.
0: I don't know. I'm pretty small, so this, this, actually, only, this only this only applies if you actually adjust your vest, which, yeah, which, which you of course I do. But. If you don't,
2: then the, <laughs> then the you know, life jacket is like pulling your head down the night flight, and you're sitting there like, yeah. I don't like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do to fix that because yeah, I should be probably pre-fitting my gear better. But I'm the same way. Uh,
1: like I just pick the vest or, that like looks the closest, yeah. and then I put it on. I'm like it kind of
2: fits. I, It'll yeah. be close. Yeah. the smallest vest. I will get my weight up. Thank you.
0: Yeah, uh, the case closed. You got it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's minor, but all right. So, it's like small, so medium, when you're done, when you're done with your vest, tighten
2: it down because you know that I'm coming. Put it back.
0: Yeah, yeah. put it back to something neutral. All right. Uh, you heard it here first. All right, uh, Corey.
1: Uh, yeah, I pretty much have the same issues. Like the vest, kind of small. I basically go for the smallest vest every time I come into duty, I leave for the smallest vest. Take that one. Um, yeah, the. Uh, for the most part, like our unit hasn't had a problem with like the the seatbelts, and they've been awesome. Um I the so, big sounds thing, like you have
0: some good discipline. With we have some yes, really awesome good. co-pilots. Shout out, to, shout out to
1: shout out to shout out to North Bend co-pilots, <laughs> they're amazing. The big thing I have is like don't turn off the MBG mode while we're shutting down at night because a lot of people do that. Um It's a too bright. Yeah, it's super, it's super bright. But so, you,
0: And you don't like that, even though if you're sitting on deck?
1: Yeah, I don't. That? This may or may not be my plane for the rest of the night. Okay. So like, you know, I've got a lot of, you know, people that are like, oh, we're going to show throw it back from MVG. If you're not in a deco, oh, there's an MVG and like a normal mode. And if you throw it back to the normal mode, it's very, very bright. It's real bright. Um, I get
0: that. Like, if you're going to stand duty the rest of the night, leave it at MVG.
1: Yeah, so I leave it MVG all the time. So a lot of the co no, but no fault of their own because it's totally normal. We throw yeah. back to throw back to normal flight, which is great.
0: And as um, a, as AOS, so you're talking to me up. about how you're correcting. Are we talking like slapping hands or just like verbally oh, I just scolding? Like verbally scolding,
1: slapping okay. hands. All the disciplinary measures because that can all be taken of
0: care of on the spot. Yes,
1: I, I'm totally obviously taking care of all of it. Yeah, um, just i mean, just you got
0: Vox scream if you have to. I do you know, scream yeah. a lot. That's yeah. That's oh, why I my voice agree. is hoarse right now. Mm-hmm. Love it.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, no, it's it's more just like if that's what you want, like totally fine, keep it that way. If you don't want it that way, like there's a couple of us that like keep it dark all the time. Um, and I think that's the big thing is like honestly, like everyone's been super awesome with the Echo transition. I am still trying to get used to it because I like old school technology. Yeah.
0: You're a Delta dog.
1: I'm a Delta dog. I love the Delta, but I also am trying to get used to the Echo. So I yeah, think, yeah. you know, just like switching things like that kind of stuff is like, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to get launched in the middle of the night and you have your stuff, not yeah. MVG yeah, mode, yeah. it's right. So yeah. just kind of stuff like that. Think about that when I, you're, I, when you're setting it your stuff up.
0: I think for me, and obviously, I would never ask this question with a very particular gripe never, in mind. Never, um, but since you guys asked, go on. Um, so <laughs> totally asked. We're talking. We're talking straps, right? So now think about, and I don't what? know. I don't know who does this, but it happens, and it happens. <laughs> who are if, they? I, I want to know, and Please I call in. Yeah, if if you were one of these. <laughs> Absolute vagabonds that that does this to the sixty five uh, seat straps. I would like to know, and I would like to know your reasoning. All right, so so you're talking about uh, loosening the straps, right? You gotta loosen them. So you gotta loosen them. You so gotta loosen them. There is some small tribe <laughs> of absolute degenerates out there that will loosen all the straps, and then they'll go they'll go to the the middle strap. They'll. Un- they'll go, it they'll, go to, the, they'll yes. go to the crotch strap and they'll <laughs> loosen it all the way. So you you get into the plane and you, you you're like nobody okay, uses that strap no, at full extension No and you go into the plane and you sit down and you look up and you're like, oh my God someone was really kind and they, wow. loosen, they and you like take it off and then you grab the crotch strap <laughs> and it's four feet long. <laughs> And some people eat it. You're sitting you know? there staring at this thing, and you're like, "I could smack myself in the face with this <laughs> buckle right now." Why in God's name would anyone do this? Did you are and like, speaking to the people right now. Oh, <laughs> dude! Like, and I lose my shit every time. And, and like, I there is nothing more. Like, ask anybody. If I get in the plane with that hanging off of the seat. I I lose it, and it, it almost and I'm not going to say this 100 percent of the time, but it almost ruins my entire flight experience. All right, like I have to I have to proactively work to like gather myself and, think about and it. deep breaths. Think about it. I might even get out of the aircraft and do some yoga poses just to get back dude. in the in the, in the right mindset 100%. to then go conduct the mission. So all that, we we spent about 20 minutes there just so I could get down to the nuts and bolts of whoever you are, stop, stop touching that, that little strap. And with that said... We say goodbye, but never let go. We live, we die, cause you can't save us.